Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. After a serious car accident, people have two questions. Why me and what now? Well, no one knows why you, but I'm Terry Crouppen, and my law firm, Brown & Crouppen, sure can help with the what now. Car repairs, medical bills, lost wages, pain and suffering. We're Brown & Crouppen, and we've got all those answers. All you have to do is call. 222-2222. Yes. clothing here anyway <laughs> so they'd probably be pretty shocked about the outcome nonetheless fantastic. Yeah. this is the morning after presented by brian Crouppen from the michael Ultra studios feel free to get involved in the edf group text inbox that's 314-881-tma5 call in talk to kg in o-town who's currently in my booth which has now been renamed the Secman fox c6 school district studios uh, it's 636-904-TMA. Get involved. Talk it over with us. We're hot, and we're ready for your takes. And you know who else okay. is hot and ready for takes? Who? Plowsy. I was going to throw a, a, a read Hi. there, but that would probably... But, uh, you know, Mungan asked, you know, uh, when you go into, you get your car oh. serviced, it's like, man, mm-hmm. this is, this is, what a hot experience, because there are great people over there at Mungan Ask. Plowsy, I can't hear about Mungan Ask. Yeah, great. Mungan St. Louis Acker. Munganass Burger, Alton Toyota, the official automotive provider of TMA, the Tim McKernan Show, and the presenting sponsor of Balloon Party online at stlouisacura.com and altontoyota.com. And on top of that, not only do they want you to do business with them, they want you to feel comfortable doing business with them. So they give out a number that is only for our listeners so you can text or call with questions or requests you may have. It is the secret number, and the secret number is as follows, 314-252-0029. That's 314-252-0029. And now you're dealing with the people we deal with, Jamie Burkhardt, Clayton Patterson, Peter Munganast, Ryan Seiberg in the service department. Even if you didn't need your car from Munganast, get it serviced at Munganast with their incredible service department, or just go online 
and check out their selection of new and pre-owned vehicles at stlouisacura.com and altontoyota.com. It's Munganass, St. Louis Acura and Munganass Burkhardt, Alton Toyota. That's Munganass, and we talked about yesterday that the weather is really nice. Um, you know, it's 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 warm at the moment. Next week for Thanksgiving it starts plummeting today. It's gonna yeah, it's gonna start getting real cold. Get that furnace tuned up now. Don't wait when it's for when it's cold. Mm-hmm. Call up Design Air Heating and Cooling Plowsy a little bit about Design Air. Design Air Heating and Cooling is the official HVAC provider of TMA and the Tim McKernan Show podcast. They're online at designairservice.com. And yeah, I know it's warm right now, but it's inevitably going to cool down and your furnace is going to be working over time. So when that happens, you want to make sure it's working. Seth Goldcamp of Design Air Heating and Cooling says get that furnace tuned up and do so very easily, very quickly by going to designairservice.com and clicking on the Book Now tab. I had it done last month, incredibly easy. They were in, they were out, and now we have peace of mind for the winter months. It's all at Design Air Heating and Cooling. I'm on at designairservice.com, the official HVAC provider of TMA and the Tim McKernan Show podcast. Doug Vaughn is a client. I am a client. And once you work with Design Air, you will be a client as well. It's Design Air Heating and Cooling online at designairservice.com. We still have our windows open right now. Really? Have you? A little chilly. Cracked, but still open. No matter what happens over the next month or so, we have no room to complain. We've had maybe the best fall weather that I think I could ever remember here. My, uh, we'll complain. Yeah. My Amron bill is $225 less than the three-month average that I have. Prior. Really? So it is nice. And that was $52 this month. We had just a couple of cold days. We had a cold Halloween and a cold Saturday about a month and a half ago. And other than that, it's just been picture perfect. Just incredibly nice weather. Sorry, fellas. Sorry, 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 sorry. What are you doing? I had that. I was texting Bill real quick. Bill. <laughs> Bill. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was sorry. Apologies about that. Were you always saying nice hole? I told him, yeah, wonderful hole. And, uh, yeah. And uh, all is good. If I can get this out of the way, because the last the last time I talk about Gobble Bowl, so people will be happy that I stopped talking about it. Uh, but it is tomorrow, and I gave Jackson. It took me a while. Jackson had to run me through it because I couldn't save the file yesterday on my computer. Um, but Jackson printed out all the uh, raffle items for me, so you got to look at them, I guess, if you peruse through them. I took a I took a, a brief look. Yeah, a lot of good raffle items. Uh, not just the giveaways, uh, carnal giveaways, like we have jerseys and bobbleheads and rings, stuff like that. But this is raffle. This is an auction. Raffle. Mike Ruzioni signed USA hockey jersey. That's a staple. That's a staple. Signed by Mike Ruzioni with Miracle on Ice, 80. Um, dinner for four. Four-course dinner for four with wine pairing, olive and oak. Wine pairing. Now, who does that? You get a, you get a different wine with each, with each uh, course, so you can taste the different wines. The recovering alcoholic from Belleville decide on what the wine is? Uh, or the chef. Oh. Or the sommelier. They the have a sommelier. sommelier. I don't think so, but the chef probably says, this, we're going to try this wine with this dish. And But you get different wines, and you get four courses for four pence. like an $800 value. Oh. Um... We have a women's watch from the Diamond Connection. We have a smart watch from the Diamond Shop in Clayton. Um, that's like four of 80 that we have. Auction items. 
Luther Burden signed Mizzou poster, framed. Um, I just got one yesterday from the last one from my friend Larry Murray at After the Game, Inc. Remember, Doug, was it 67 was the first uh, million-dollar payroll? The Cardinals had the first million-dollar payroll in baseball. I remember that famous picture where they're seated by the locker. Whether whether that totaled a million or not, I don't know. Yeah, that was the first million. I've got that signed by... Red Shandies. Wow. Lou Brock. Redhead. Lou Brock. Bob Gibson. Mike Shannon. Tim McCarver. Unfortunately, all have passed away. 68. 68. Uh, 68. I think that whole team is probably gone, except for maybe no. Javier and Maxville. Javier and Maxville are on there as well, signed. Uh, not signed by Roger Maris, unfortunately. Um, but signed by all of them. So that is one of the auction items, along with the Kenny Loggins guitar, autographed. Uh, and one of my favorite items... Uh, a Jeff Burton bobblehead, which was given to me, and I said I'm just going to donate it, signed by the entire 105.7 The Point staff. Super all cool. All the on-air people. Super cool. So all of that going on with the, probably about $2,000 worth of booze. Biff, again, for like the four straight years, donating the wheelbarrow. Uh, unfortunately, I told him to show up at 10 so we can put the booze in the barrel. He usually shows up about 1. People are bowling, and there's booze laying all over the floor. Oh. So, but I can't bitch at him because he donates the uh, barrel. Uh, but all kinds of good stuff. Just come hang out. Bowling sold out. Uh, did have one team back out, but didn't tell me. I saw a guy on Facebook last night begging for bowlers because he inherited a team because his team quit. Mm. Can't bowl, and he needs bowlers. And I wish they'd have called me because I got a waiting list for teams that want to bowl. Uh, but anyway, come on out tomorrow. Festivity should start about 1130, Cave Springs Lanes. Uh, just buy some tickets and bid on some auction items. Hang out with us. Eat, drink. I'll have a beer with you. And just have a good, good fun day. So come on out tomorrow. Absolutely. Gobble Bowl is a wonderful time. We got two, back-to-back supportive texts for Iggy. F the Iggy haters. The amount of time, energy, and love he invests in this annual event never ceases to amaze me. He's a good man. That's from Brian Henschen, Indianapolis oh. Star columnist. And then the hunchback of Von Castle said, Iggy, never apologize for talking about Gobble Bowl. You are supporting a great cause. Do your thing, Iggs. That's hunchback of Von Castle. I so do. back-to-back was, people. Thank you. It's not... A, have I, you found I, I, some detente now with Henshin? Ooh. Oh, Henshin and I are buddies. He knows uh, He knows I just kid him. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's the, I do the easy part. I mean, it's I'm, I'm fortunate that a lot of people love this foundation. And I'm fortunate that I have a lot of friends that always say yes when I ask. That's the easy part. The hard part is what Tina and Kate and Jordan and the volunteers do. I mean, they got to get there. They got to help set up the table. They got to set up the reservation. They got to... Uh, check in 160 bowlers. They got to sell like 100,000 raffle tickets, if not more. Tear all those up. Uh, tabulate the scores in the computer. They do all the hard work. So it's not just me. They foundation works their ass off. So, but it's all for a good cause, and it's a fun day. It's one of those days where we'll make a lot of money, but we all just hang out and laugh and have fun. Yeah, it's a wonderful mm-hmm. time. So Andy Hanselman's going to be on the mic. I said. He usually fills in when I got to go smoke. I say, hey, and just get on the mic. Um, but I said, this year, I need to do more mingling. So I'm going to let Andy do a lot of the giveaways, and I'm just going to walk around. Just so, show yourself off a little yeah, bit? Yeah, there's, I'm sure there's a lot of pictures. I'll bring my new headshots. I'm sure there's a lot of pictures. Bring your sign. headshots. Glossies. You're going to hand out pictures of yourself? If they ask, I'll have my glossies with me. So if anybody oh, wants on. to sign pictures. for a glossy? Well, about 10 of them last year. Oh, they don't. There was. And people want to take pictures. Say, I want to take pictures. They said, did you bring any glosses? Like, yeah, I got some. Can I get one? And then I signed one, and then other people saw it. Oh, I need one. So, yeah, just 
I'll sign for anybody. That's not on the auction. I should put that on the auction item. Signed Iggy. So <laughs> humble. So for being such a mega superstar, so very humble. Extremely. If they want it, they get it. I don't offer no. it. I'll say, hey, who wants a picture? If they want a picture, I'll give it to them. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Doug, I kind of teased this going into uh, our break at the end of the Mungan S 7 o'clock hour. Some not, I wouldn't call it news in terms of Major League Baseball free agency, but some inklings. Um, first, and this is like the actual news, I guess, uh, the Cubs, this is from Jesse Rogers of ESPN, Cubs eyeing second chance to sign Shohei Otani. Uh, they are looking to, it is pretty clear, he wanted to do both hitting and pitching, and DHing was the best option for him. The Cubs president of baseball operations, Jed Hoyer, said last week at GM meetings, as good as the meeting with him went, we always knew it was going to be an uphill climb. The Cubs were one of the seven finalists for Otani's services back in 2017, and now one of two not located on the West Coast. At the time, Chicago was in the middle of the winning window after the three straight NLCSs and taking home a World Series in 2016. Otani, now the biggest free agency in the history of the sport, is deciding where he wants to play next, and the Cubs are again interested in courting, in courting him, according to sources familiar with the situation. So the Cubs want to go all in and get Shohei Otani. Biggest free agent in the history of the sport? Probably since A Rod when he was the first guy to sign yeah, a 10 year 250. First thing that popped in my mind, I don't know if Harper's. I mean, this is so unique because they, he does both pitch and hit at an elite level. So this is yeah. like, this is new ground, essentially. You would think you'd get double. I mean, if you're going to be one of the best hitters in their lineup and one of the best pitchers in their lineup, and if, if he was just a pitcher who had his record, he'd probably sign for $35, $40 million. Well, we've, If he's a hitter, he'd probably sign $30, $40 million. Well, I mean, the projected his projected salary, like the total of it, is like more than almost half a billion dollars, if not more. And he's not pitching next year. Yeah. Right, but he's hoping to... I guess pitch. I think I would take a pass on that. It's just too much for one guy. I don't care who the guy is. It's too much for one guy. You can't win it all with one guy in baseball. You hamstring. We saw that with the Angels. What did the Angels win while he was there? You hamstring yourself for anybody other for any other players you may need. They also had another top five player in the game on the team. What'd they do? Nothing. There's a lot. You have to have pitching and lots of it. There's a lot to like about him signing with the Cubs though too. You get to see him a lot. He's in yeah. your division. Yeah, I that'd be cool. the division more difficult. And also, it'll mean the Cardinals will really have to ramp it up. I mean, it, yeah, it kind know, of I, I know they don't hands. listen to the fans. I completely understand that. But the opposite of your rival, you know, who already went competitive in the division last year, you were, you know, 20 games out, mm-hmm. signed the best player in free agency, and you're going to go out and get a Walker or a Bauer. Yeah, that may manager. change when that happens. Yeah. yeah. I did see where. Um, wow. Jordan Montgomery, so there's three teams he wants to go to, and the Cardinals are one of them. I think it was Cardinals, Texas, and do we trade him to Toronto? Jordan no. Montgomery? Texas. Texas. Yeah, Because he York. picked three teams what he played with. And and he the Yankees, came from the Yankees. Yeah, but the Yankees weren't one of the teams, but he said he wanted to play for the three teams he pitched for I think he year. started with Toronto. But those are the only three teams. He said these are the three teams I'd like to be signed by. Oh, Texas mm-hmm. is going to re-sign him. No, he's. I'm sorry. He's. He never played for the. He's only played for Texas, the Cardinals, and New York Rangers oh. or New York Yankees. Yeah, he Rangers. said these are the three teams, and then somebody said the three teams he's pitched for. And I didn't see the. I don't believe I saw the Yankees on there. So I don't. Why would he want to go sign with the Yankees when they said he wouldn't? He's not good enough to make our postseason yeah. roster. Well, I don't know if anyone's signing with the Yankees. If you saw, what that leaked quote from. Cashman about Giancarlo Stanton and Stanton because the reason why I brought up because Stanton has the same agent as Yamamoto 
And so people were wondering, will Yamamoto go to the Yankees? And they had Cashman saying something about to John Carlos Dan. Well, why, we don't focus about him and the roster. He's going to get hurt anyways. Something like that. And it's like, oh, really? And so Stanton agent came out and said, uh, representative came out and said, yeah, this is why nobody wants to sign with the Yankees. So I, I don't know if anyone really want to sign with the Yankees right now. They may make some major moves. Cashman ain't it. And well, he just called out, you know. One of their highest paid players. Yeah. The guy the Cardinals wanted. We all wanted the Cardinals to get him. <laughs> yeah. I, I was one of them, too, that wouldn't mind having him. So. Well, we wanted Yelich, too. We ended up taking the third guy. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Was oh, Yelich? He, he had a good year with the Cardinals when he was here. Yeah, I don't know if Yelich was available at the time when they got Ozuna. No, he wasn't. That's who they wanted. I think everyone, yeah. But they needed somebody, and they don't want to get shut out waiting to see if they would trade Yelich. So they got Azuna, and they ended up trading Yelich. So. Yeah, Azuna helped him get in the playoffs. Yeah. For sure. I wish we didn't need so much pitching because there would be an opportunity to get Juan Soto here. That'd be fun. Him and Walker on the corners would be great yeah. until Walker would inevitably move to first or third, whatever. But yeah. uh, you can't spend $30, 40000000 on a position player when you need three pitchers. So I don't think you could. Yeah. yeah. That if you have the money got allocated <laughs> you just to don't like have a, enough. Not yeah. unless you could trade Goldschmidt, get rid of his contract. That's a yeah, you'd have to do a lot you, of moving. What do you think about this? We haven't talked about this, but I don't, unless they think Walker can play first base, I don't think they're gonna take any chances losing Goldschmidt next year and they really don't know who's gonna play first base. Sign him to an extension for another year. Goldie? Yeah. He's gonna be 37 or 8. Depends on the money, of course. Yeah. But if he has a... If he wants to be paid the same, probably not. I mean, he didn't have a terrible year He'll come down a little, year. probably so. <clears throat> didn't have an MVP year last year, but he had a decent year, so... You can find guys to play first base. Yeah. Not as well as he does, but you can find... Walker could handle it. Baker had an enormous year, AAA. He probably deserves some kind of a shot. Defensively, you can find almost all of them can play first base. You know, not like Keith Hernandez, but they could play it. They could handle it. Most yeah. major league players yeah, could handle first base. Pools turned into be a gold glove first baseman. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would, I would be surprised if they extended Goldschmidt. Well, it's one of the two. They're either going to give him another year, extend him, or they're going to trade him. They're not just going to lose him at the end of the year. And just I, I think they're going to just lose him. I think they want to try it's to sell no trade tickets. Clause, and, yeah, you know? I think Goldie wants to. Then well, if they talk to him and say, "Look, you know, we need some help. We're not going to resign you. You're going to be a free agent. You're going someplace next year anyway." Just, just wave it so we can trade you, please. <laughs> I don't think that works that at all. We need to get rid of you. Please. We need some help. Just go. <laughs> we need some help. Sorry. We, you, you're not going to so do it yourself. Like, we need three or four. Oh, no. They, they, they need you on. They need you to have the conversation. But I mean, if you're looking at the deadline, what team is really going to be interested in the guy whose contract is going to be up at the end of the season? Who's 30? I mean, he's going to be 37 in September. Well, somebody who wants to make the playoffs and. They know that he's going to help. Maybe this, their first baseman's hurt, or uh, you don't know what's going to happen at the trade deadline next year. Somebody needs a first baseman to try and make the playoffs. That's what happens all the time. Teams will take a guy who's going to walk at the end of the year, but they think we can. he can take us to the World Series, so we're going to make that trade because we want to make the World Series and try to win it. So we'll forfeit a few players to get him in our lineup for the next three months. Last year in the middle of the season was the time to do it. If you were mm-hmm. going to do it, because you have another year and a half, you have a year and a half with him, yeah, and you may be able to sign two or three years after him. If you're looking at him, if maybe going into age 40, 41, whatever team wants to trade for him, I think once they didn't trade Arenado or Goldschmidt, this 
past trade deadline. I just think they're riding it out. I'm not a huge fan of that, but they are a cornerstone type players. So and they again have a no trade clause. If yeah. they don't want to go somewhere, they have it in their contract that they do not have to go anywhere. If they traded Arenado and Goldschmidt, who are you going to go to Bush Stadium to watch? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like the, the only time Mute. to trade it was if they had like a year plus. If another team had a year plus control of the guy and not a half a season. Well, if your team sucks, I think we talked Our about team this sucks. the other day. But <laughs> if your team sucks and you're 18 games out of the All Star break, 15 games out of the All Star break. People aren't going to go anyway. I don't know how many well, they people do. say. They go here. Uh, I'm not going because I can't watch Goldschmidt again. I'm not going anymore. They're not going because the team sucked. I don't care if Goldschmidt's there or not. Well, they, they go to Cardinal games still. At the end of the year last year, they were drawing 14,000 people. Uh, I don't know how they many said, yeah, we They said 40,000, for like, but there's people yeah. not showing up. Daniel Descalso still gets a standing ovation every time he mm-hmm. steps into Bush Stadium. So, like, they're going to go... Whether there's a Goldschmidt or whether there's a Baker at first base, they're going to go. This is not a city that has options. No offense. To say, <laughs> right. like, I'm, I'm, I'm being serious. I'm being serious. Yeah, like yeah. you understand what I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. like That's you can choose sense, not though. to go to game, but like what else, what other options? You can only go to the city museum so many times. You but know if what you I mean? subtracted like, Goldschmidt and Arenado, you'd really have nothing. You'd have a horrendous team. But it depends horrendous. on what you would get for them. Because right now, after next year, look at what the team's going to look like currently. In a year from now, when those two are gone and you get nothing in return. Arnold won't be gone. Does he have another year or another three years? A couple more. I'm almost yeah, he's got a few more. Goldie will be, unless they extend him, See, you can gone. replace him with Walker will play first base. I don't think you want him in the outfield. Depends if he takes if he takes steps forward in the outfield this year. I'm totally yeah. cool with him. He looked better at the end of the year in the outfield, mm-hmm. like considerably better than yeah, when he, he started. Was it was rough at the beginning, but towards the end, he, I mean, he's a he's a young cat. He's gonna figure it Don't out. Don't say cat. Couldn't be sorrier, Doug. Uh, I like it. They, uh, he won't be uh, or not won't be a free agent until 2028. Okay, so, so you got yeah, time with him. Okay, so you can sell. Yeah, that's not terrible. Which means he wrong. probably has a lot of trade value as well because yeah. you have. Him under contract for some years. Well, he didn't want a Gold Glove this year, so he's faltering. He sure. didn't. He didn't deserve it though. But like, he still had a really good year. Yeah, and the other thing I teased before we closed out the mug at seven o'clock hour is Doug. There was some ball striking going on yesterday. Lars Newbar and Yamamoto were playing golf together yesterday. Were they? That's where? right. I don't know where. Japan. Uh, I don't know. It was on Lars Newpar's Instagram. I did see that and was shocked by that. I thought it was. You can all see here, boy. Doug Yamamoto. Uh, not a bad swing at all. Stay, stay. Well, his feet are pretty. Noisy. Yeah, yeah. The once you get to the ball, you know, keep your front foot down. But either way, not a bad swing at all from Mr. Yamamoto. Yeah. But Newbar and Yamamoto playing some golf together. Maybe, hey, maybe a little recruitment. Maybe a little recruitment from uh, Lars Newbar, like you were talking about the other day, Doug. If there, if you know somebody, you're coming to a different country, mm-hmm. playing a professional sport. You would like to have someone that you're friendly with. Yeah, I could see that. When you make that Sure, move. that'd be a big selling point. If it was if it was me and I was going to Japan right. Right. and I had a friend who played on one of the teams, that's the team I would want to go to, right. I think, if assuming all, the money was close. That's the king. That's the thing. It's like if all the, if you're looking at a bunch of contracts and the money is pretty much the same all across, well, now you're taking in different factors than mm-hmm. just money when it comes to where you're picking. You're picking location, weather, and obviously who your teammates are going to be. And I think I saw another post, maybe on Instagram, where Lars is having... His mother's having lunch with the mothers of these other Japanese I players? Think, I think Lars's mom is friends with Yamamoto's mom. Yeah. Like actual friends. So, so is this like a real recruitment trip? Or are they real friends? I think, I mean... Because I mean, if you can reel in 
a Yamamoto, then I may change my tune on a little Newt Bar. Because that's a great recruiting point. But I don't see it happening. So Yamamoto, or uh, Newt Bar and Drink, both going crudin? What if you see Lars in the dump truck? I would take it if Yamamoto's in the back. <laughs> honestly, yeah. with his bag of $200 million. You think Lars went on the golf course and say, Hey, Yamamoto, I stand for business. Ah. Stand on business. Stand on business. And did he say it while he was five yards no. away right. from the back there? Not business, business. Business. Uh, Plowboy, Newt and Yamamoto's moms are best friends that talk daily. That's from Conclusion, the stripper. Mm-hmm. It's wild because I thought the recruiting was just like kind of fake. Like, they're, you know, they spent like a month or two together, World Baseball Classic. Like, a month. Yeah. I, I, don't, I didn't think that that was enough to build that relationship. But I saw that Instagram post yesterday. I was like, dude, this is pretty legit. I still don't think he's gonna be here because no. I think the ball, well, I think the Red Sox and the Yankees are just gonna back up a literal dump truck full of cash, and I think it'd be impossible for him to turn down. Yeah, but you never know. I mean, this is a good sign. There's no other major league mm-hmm. baseball team sending players to golf with some superstar free agent from another. You'd country. rather have Lars do this and not do it. Oh, 100. Yeah. percent I'd rather see this all day than him. You know, hawking some pepper grinder out at oh. West County Mall. I'd tell you that much right now. Does he this make any much money selling year. pepper grinders? I don't think so. He was signing them. Wouldn't but you want to, if you had a pepper grinder, wouldn't you want it signed by Lars Newt I, I think if I was an, a pepper grinder enthusiast or used it more often, yes. But I have a plastic one. I don't have the oh. nice wood-handled one. Like but a mill? You could probably yeah, sign like it with a, a Sharpie, mill. right? Yeah. It might smear. And smear, like even when it's damp in the kitchen. Well, would you but, consider going to the wooden pepper grinder if you could get a Lars Newtbar signature on it? I would do that only if they signed Yamamoto. Oh. Or Otani. I'd Maybe take Yamamoto Otani, Yamamoto could too. sign the salt. Yeah, that one on each side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like this. It's a great recruiting tactic, though. Hey, guys, what about Eduardo Rodriguez? Has he been, been brought up <laughs> as a potential fit yet? Thanks. It's from Big Tuft. I don't think so. Anything Iggy on that? Iggy's left us. No, he's just returning a text. He's sending Bill something. Yeah, send something. What was the question? <laughs> oh, for heaven's sakes. We don't even know anymore. God, it's only 8.35. That means it's time for <laughs> Friday's Drops of the Week. Okay. Morning after. Drops of the Week. Yeah, you guys drop it like a hot dog. It's a wonderful drop. Indeed it is. Clip that off. Clip that off. Clip that off. He specializes in whale tail photos. Oh. Wow. You have gone so soft, Douglas Oven Vaughn. I think uh, Learn's got the pink one. <laughs> he took a look at you exercising and said it was like an anal canal that hadn't been exercised in months. You gotta be kidding me. These are Greg Norman's. Three pants. I'm soaked over here. I wish the audience could feel my thickness. Fact checking is. Not what we do. Not what I do. Yeah, I'm not on FM. This is HD2, bro. I'm saying my penis is brisket and you have to touch it. Oh, ha ha. on <laughs> <laughs> a college football. Okay. <laughs> Nola, 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 Nola. Stop already. Oh. Who do I hope to see tonight? It starts with a G and ends with an ale vulva. What's the good hole? It was a savvy move on my part. <laughs> Who cares? We do old people. A few more banners, yeah. Right next to the chest banner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doug. It ought to be embarrassing to you. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Who knows? That was Drops of the Week. <laughs> Fungo. Fungo the Fungo's the kicker. Fungo needs to change that clock. The scoreboard? 
No, it was an hour off. They hour did, off, they did yeah. Turn their clocks back. It, I, I've done that before in my car, where it's like the halfway point between like the next time we're gonna change our clocks, mm-hmm. and then you're stuck with the decision like, do I just change my clock now or just wait right. till it corrects itself? Oh, I, I'm an hour and seven minutes because I always was seven minutes slower on my clock. Now I'm an hour and seven minutes. Because our, it takes so long to set it. I don't know how to do it. And our I mean, van, ha- like, recalibrated at some point during our Montana trip a few years back. And it at 2004. Like, our date is, like, 2004. Yeah. And it keeps... Yeah, so we're 20 years off on the van. Well, I got a mug and two ass, hours I got a mug and ass car, so it automatically changes itself. Is there a car to do that? Mine did. Are there guys that I got into my legs? car the next, yeah. that Monday, and it was changed. Yeah, right. Mine, too. Really? Wow, mm-hmm. God, oh you guys are blessed. I'm in an 04 CRV, cranking but out 220. It just hit 220. We're not going back to daylight saving time for what? Another four months, five months? Aren't they? Yeah. You don't have you don't have two minutes to set your clock right. I literally don't know how to do it. The, when do people, when are you supposed to have time? When are you supposed to have time to before do you go thing? somewhere? Before you go to bed on Saturday night is when I do it. Sometime when you're not in a hurry to go somewhere, just sit in your car for 30, 40 seconds maybe. And get the clock set right. Yeah, I do sit in it every day. Sit in your car? On show prep. Yeah, I don't know why we don't get rid of this. I mean, I blame the farmers. We did it for you people back in the day. And I, I, when we uh, change our clocks back, if I go by a farm and nobody's working, I'm I think they did it. I think they did it during World War One. is when it started. Daylight savings? To save electricity. I think that's when it started. But then Arizona doesn't do it, right? They, yeah. like, they like, chose to, like Paul Goldschmidt, they're just going to wave their claws. <laughs> Wave. Something like that. Yeah, they don't change it, and uh, I don't believe Colorado. Yeah, Colorado does. Uh, Sunshine State. Bermuda doesn't. It gets dark. When they at played 4:30. the Bermuda, when they played the Bermuda uh, a couple weeks ago, it was two hours. Bermuda is two hours ahead of us. They're one hour ahead of Eastern Time. Got it. That's the only the only country I can think of. You're match your game, your hole. Yeah, that is weird. No, California two behind, but I think that's the only country I can think of is only exactly two hours. East Coast is one hour, then you go further to England, it's like five and six hours. Europe, six hours, seven hours. Bermuda, two hours. Well, I bet when Jeff Lottman sells a home, those clocks will automatically change themselves. He's selling them good houses. Oh, I bet he got J-E-F-F-L-O-T-T-M-A-N-N.com. Plaza, can I hear about Jeff Lottman? Jeff Lottman made the switch to Compass St. Louis because he wanted to help build Compass St. Louis into the number one luxury brand in St. Louis. Compass is the largest luxury broker in the world. And Jeff can do that because Jeff has been selling homes in St. Louis for 22 years. And in that time, he has sold over a half a billion dollars worth of homes. Jeff Lottman is online at J-E-F-F-L-O-T-T-M-A-N-N.com. That's J-E-F-F-L-O-T-T-M-A-N-N.com. And with luxury, it's much more about the experience than the price. They treat all their clients the same way. Jeff Lottman of Compass St. Louis online at J-E-F-F-L-O-T-T-M-A-N-N.com. If you are looking to buy a home or sell your home, work with Jeff Lottman of Compass St. Louis at J-E-F-F-L-O-T-T-M-A-N-N.com. Hey, guys. Have you ever done lines off a hooker's ass cheek, right? Mm. As the time changed, I did it once, and it was pretty wild. It's from The Recovering Alcoholic. Oh, yeah. Doug, I need your thoughts on that.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, I think he's plastered. <laughs> I don't give much credence to what he says. I actually do have something that I want Doug's thoughts on. Uh, yesterday, if you were on Twitter, you saw uh, a lot of people tweeting out about this Clarissa Thompson clip from Pardon My Take. Yeah, right. Clarissa Thompson so does the uh, Thursday Night Football sideline reporting here. Uh, take a listen to this clip from Clar- Clarissa Thompson. Mm-hmm. And I've said this before, so I haven't been fired for saying it, but I'll say it again. I would make up the report sometimes because, A, the coach wouldn't come out at halftime or it was too late. And I was like, I didn't want to screw up the report. So I was like, I'm just going to make this up because, first of all, no coach is going to get mad if I say, hey, we need to stop. Uh, hurting ourselves. We needed to be better on third down. We yep. need to stop turning the ball Pressure over. The quarterback. We need, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and do a better job of getting off the field. Like They're not going to correct me on that. Right. I'm like, it's fine. I'll it, just make up the report. It would be very funny if you were like, yeah, so I just spoke with Arthur Smith at halftime, and he said Bijan Robinson blew smoke in his face. Yeah. That's why he's not getting the ball. Hmm. So that's Clarissa Thompson. I've said that, I've said that forever. Yeah. That I guarantee you these people are making stuff up on the sidelines. There's no way they got time to go catch a coach and then run over and catch that coach when he's running out with his players. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you they're making things up. Yeah, I don't know what the big deal is. I am kind of with you, Plowboy. I I would see, because a lot of people, a lot of people who do sports media were tweeting out that this is harmful. I saw that as well. And not right and unethical. And while I I see that there's validity to their point, at the same time, if you heard what she said, sometimes the coaches don't come out of the locker room. Sometimes you have to, like, go, and you can't just say, I need five minutes to go do this. Doug, as someone who's worked in TV, you know mm-hmm. time is everything. And if all you're saying is we got to stop them on third down more and pressure the quarterback, it is, by definition, like, unethical. But oh, is yeah. it? But is it? Definitely is. It's, it's unethical. You can't be. You can't make up what someone else told you. Right. You can't be putting words in someone's mouth. That's This is on unethical. the producer of the broadcast right. saying we pay this sideline reporter she's a gorgeous woman we want to get her on i don't care what you have to say go right i shouldn't do that right exactly she's got nothing to add no matter who it is then don't add it you can't make it up right right and if she has some other observation fine go for it but she can't go to a sideline reporter just because you think you have to go to the sideline reporter six times during the game get some quota to fill while they're making up information. That's not right at all. Right, right. And that is, and, and that I think is where a lot of people's point is coming from. And I personally would rather see, like, if you're in that situation where you hadn't talked to a coach yet, just give your thoughts. Like, mm-hmm. at least give, like, just do something. Like, give your thoughts. Putting words in another person's mouth is just wrong when you're working in media. Right. You can't and, be doing that. And if the coaches can't stop for 20 to 30 seconds to talk with the sideline reporter of the network that's paying millions and millions of dollars to televise these games, largely responsible for the coach's salary, then some of it's on them too. Yeah, and I really wanted your perspective on that because you worked in TV for so long because I didn't know where I kind of fell on it. I, I heard, I understood where people were coming from, like where you're coming from with the unethical thing. I also heard people coming from where it's like, it's like she's not saying anything that the coach would disagree with. However, you're right. At the end of the day, you can't be putting stuff in people's mouths. But, no. But it is, you're right. It's, that's a good perspective. That's on the producer. If they don't have anything... And maybe the producer doesn't know that she hasn't talked mm-hmm. to anybody, but 
at this at the same time, like if you don't have the information, just give like your thoughts. You run into that sometimes in in TV news all the time, where they have it written on their show plan that you're going to go live. There's going to be a live shot there. And when you get there, there's nothing really to report. There's nothing new to report. You don't have the information because you can't go get it because you're standing there ready to do a live <laughs> shot, and they want the live shot anyway. Right, right. Yeah, it's brutal. I ran into that, especially after the game, mm-hmm. after games, where they say, we want a live report after the game. And then you say, well, I can't go into the locker room, get the interview, send you the video, edit the video, and get there on live. You got one or the other. You right. got me standing there with nothing or you've got the players talking. Which do you want? And they almost always said, we want live. We want you live. Really? I don't have anything. <laughs> doesn't matter. We want live because we feel better about the show we're putting together with a live report. Wow. That's the same awesome. thing is happening here. They just want that presence, whether she has anything to add or not. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's good perspective. Brian Henschen, who also is a, as we've talked about, a, a journalist for the Indianapolis Star. At a time when trust in journalists and media is at an all-time low, she brazenly and openly admits to making crap up. Unreal, huge issue, massive. That's mm-hmm. from Brian Henschen. And I guarantee okay. if all I, these other sideline reporters were asked, every one of them at least once made stuff up without talking to a coach. Now, this is not massive. I, I think I'm with Doug. I understand that. But we don't know if these live hits need to happen. Because Henshin just bagged the live hit. Well, that's not her call. She doesn't, like, there might be media buys. It might be sponsored by, like, Michelin tires. And, like, if coach and don't, I'm with you. I don't know if it's the sideline reporter's fault. If the coach doesn't come out, if there's no player talking, if you have to do the live hit, I think she may have made the right call as opposed to getting on air and basically going, yeah, I got nothing to report. And then she gets fired a week mm-hmm. later because she doesn't have anything to report. Not her fault. But if these are sponsored live hits that need to happen and coaches who get paid four or five, six million dollars a year aren't coming out, uh, like the, the reporter is in a no win situation. Mm-hmm. Either you do nothing and get fired or you do what she did, little petty lies, unethical, yes, but it's not like she's going, well, Andy Reid just said this person's out for the year. It's a broken clavicle. <laughs> like, it, it, I mean, right. it, she's not making up injuries. She's not making up drama for the sake of it. She just. I don't know. I don't see anything wrong with it because I understand probably how annoying that job is to try to get a coach and a player when they're mm-hmm. up 25 or down 25. Like, I get that. And they won't talk. I suppose. They, won't talk, they don't talk, and these are hits. you got to do them. I suppose about all you could do is say, well, Nick Saban didn't have time to talk to us, but I'm sure if he had, he would say, we right. got to play better defense. That's it, yeah. That I is. guess you're about that's to be how, replaced in a couple it. weeks, though, because you're not getting that want to to get the coach. Whether yeah. it's your fault being lazy, it's not like her being lazy and go, while I was too busy, I'm freshening up my makeup, and I thought I'd eat a hot dog and nachos. So mm-hmm. I decided just to make this Well, I'll up. bet you, too. Not like that. They're, they're there for – the main reason they're there is to report on injuries. They want them on the sideline in case – and I, I'll bet you that they've made those up before because I've heard a few times where, uh, yeah, I talked to the medical staff, and uh, he's, he's, it's, they're trying to tape it up. He's probably doubtful. And the next play, he's out there. I don't know that they would. They're not going to tell you doubtful and he's in the next play. Usually teams have a member of the uh, PR staff uh, on the sideline there. Yeah, they do. Talking with the sideline reporters. So they don't go up. The sideline reporters don't go up and talk to the doctors Mm -hmm. or the players. They talk to the media relations guy who has talked to the doctors or players. And they relay the information. But I I remember once where I said to myself, there's no way he talked to anybody. Because she just did a report from one sideline and then somebody got hurt on the other sideline. Within 30 seconds. Uh, yeah, uh, in the tent and uh, the doubtful. He was in the next play. There's no way you got from that sideline 
You don't go run across the field. You got to go around the end zone and within no, 30 the, seconds and talk to somebody. The media relations people would tell them. They'd text them or something. I'm saying she can't get over there. I'm saying she doesn't have to get over there. The media relations person who's responsible. Within 30 seconds, they knew he's doubtful? They text or something. In, within 30 seconds, that, that they knew he was doubtful. Well, I don't know this particular instance bad. you're tell talking doubtful. about. I'm just telling you how it works. I, I don't I know, know how this it particular works, but I'm instance. also saying I guarantee you, not guarantee you, I will bet you someone has made it up. Well, at some point, probably somebody did, but All right. I don't think they usually, as a practice, make up injuries. Not usually, no, but I say it's, it's probably happened. Just like Carissa Thomas, everybody's in a, a uproar over this. I, I bet you that every silent reporter has made something up before. Well, I think this is what journalists are up, are when they're upset about this, are upset about, is exactly what you're saying, Iggy, is that people now can say, well, I bet they made that up. When there's probably plenty of journalists out there who have never, ever, ever made anything up, but now they're going to be called into question. That is mm -hmm. what they're upset about. So what you're saying is kind of what people are upset about is because of Clarissa Thompson's statement saying that I've made this thing up before, is now it brings in doubt to everybody else. We, if, it's, if it's news to somebody, then they're not really following because there's, there's no way all of them talk to a coach every week and have something to say. Can we be honest with every, like, sideline reporters don't need to be there. They, what, when was the last time relevant information came from a 35-second hit from a sideline reporter? Probably never. And I know that's where you start. And I, know, right, but I just the, don't see the importance of it because yeah, there's no relevant you. information that we, couldn't be on a graphic. You hear the coach talk on the way off the field at halftime, and you hear him again when the game's over. You get an injury update. It's just the fact that they, the producers want them all the time. They want constant sideline updates at times when they don't have anything else to add, really. I think that's the issue. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's, could you do without them? Yeah. But the main part, the big part of a game is an injury because if you're like your star, football, star receivers yeah. out, was he coming back? Do we know if he's coming back? We don't know if he's coming back. Well, people watch their fantasy too, so injuries are very yeah. important in terms so of the accuracy. Of they're it. there for that. But for the most part, they don't add anything. They're just there because, it, and most of them are very attractive, you know, except for Ed Warder, but most of them are attractive. I miss Tony Saragusa, old Fox. Yeah, I think R.I.P. I do believe yes. he has recently passed. I loved Goose. his energy and what he did. He didn't even really talk to the coach. He just gave his own perspective, and he was kind of goofy and fun. And mm -hmm. I, that's what sideline reporting I enjoy. It's not nothing against the the good-looking female because they do a good job. It's just that like his personality, and he didn't have to go to a coach and go, man, what were you thinking on that third down? No one cares. He wasn't even in the, on the sidelines. He stood under the goalpost. Yeah. That, yeah, he was like in the end zone a lot of the times. I love that style. Iggy's willingness to paint all sideline reporters with such a broad brush illustrates the entire problem with this because of her. Also, I'm 100% with Plowsy. It's a pointless position, the sideline report. It's from Brian Henshaw. Well, I think you could get all that information headed up to the booth, and the booth relayed that information. Yeah, you could. Like, you like if you're texting anyway, you can just text the booth. The yeah, person hey. in the booth say, hey, you, so you don't really don't need them. But it's it's because who they are. I mean, Aaron Andrews, they're, they're all attractive, and people want to see them. And Henshin, I don't think I ever said all. So don't say I'm broad strokes by telling all people. I didn't say all. I just said I will bet you that at some point a lot of them have lied as well. Without talking about, it. I didn't say all. Were you surprised how far the home run went? No, no. I mean, I hit it hard. Um, I, I don't. Uh, that's a weird question because I mean, uh, I know I'm strong and I know how far I can hit it when I get a hold of them. But no, not really. No. Yeah, and the new I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the the networks view this position as valuable. They pay them good money and they they have them on there, so. 
that means the position has value, whether we as viewers think it's important or not, the networks right. do, and they pay them as such. And so those people take their jobs seriously. You know, it's, it's not, it wouldn't be cool of us to say like, oh, your job is, is unimportant or, or you know, not necessary. If the networks deem it, then, you know, they make a lot of money, so they know clearly what they're doing. The NFL product is untouchable in this country. Well, they do other things too. I mean, Aaron Andrews would usually do an interview uh, for the game of the week, whatever game they're covering, and she will have it on NFL Today. Um, same with uh, they'll do a live shot during NFL Today. Let's go out to Aaron Andrews. She's at Cowboy Stadium talking to Dallas, blah, blah, blah. So they do other things. But as far as being on the sidelines, they really do nothing. Well, the TV, the TV football games is just a TV show is all it is. Yeah. It's entertainment, and they see this as another level to add a little bit more texture to the game and make it just a little bit more entertaining. And my point to, like, the sponsorships that are in these, sometimes the sideline reporter, the sideline reports are sponsored. Remember the pylon cam? There was a, a game a few weeks ago or something to where they had to get like six to eight pylon cam hits because it was sponsored. Oh, and they yeah, showed yeah, yeah. one touchdown or first down from the pylon cam mm -hmm. that didn't show a play at all because it was 10 yards downfield, but there was almost at the end of the game and they needed yeah. to get another pylon cam. So sometimes you just they do it just because you have to. And if you have nothing... I'm with her. I think I would have gone that route, but I'm not ethical. So I'm surprised she admitted it, though. She was not ca very casual about it. She said she yeah. at the beginning of the clip, she said she'd said this before. I hadn't heard. And it I before. do believe she said it to her bosses, yeah. or like it kind of hinted at that. Uh, we're gonna close out here this eight o'clock hour. Uh, we'll be coming back on the other side of the break with Lisa Ann and the Design Air Heating and Cooling email of the day. Doug, you have to jet out of here. you got to clear out of here. Uh, mm -hmm. But uh, it'll be uh, basically Pepper and Genie live uh, until oh, the end man. of the presentation. I won't be talking at 9 o'clock. You guys have to hang I know. Out. We know. We already discussed that. Oh, so no. give me Can't Jackson. you bury the hatchet? No. We're and we won't talk that. about it anymore. Quit asking me. Oh, Nick Saban bury right the hatchet. Nick Saban popped up right there. This is the morning after presented by Brown and Crouppen live from the Michelob Ultra Studios.